0: What it do, baby. Yeah, you already know. What it do, baby. What it do? What it do, Clipper Nation. Welcome back to Shoot the Trey. I am, of course, your host, Trey Gamble, and we are back for yet another episode. A little bit later in the day. I'm recording this a lot later than I have recorded the previous episodes. But nonetheless, we are back. It is Monday. That means another episode of my break. I don't even know what to call it. Shoot the trade breakdowns, whatever the fuck you want to call it. Um, this is the Shoot the Trade po- podcast. If you guys want to follow me on Twitter at TREYLAC underscore, that is T R E Y L A C underscore. You guys know the drill. Follow that if you guys are uh, enjoying the podcast so far. I've had a ton of fun. Um, you know, just kind of getting back in the swing of things here. Still kind of contemplating whether or not I want to bring back the blog. It's something I've been kind of thinking about. Not entirely sure yet, but I've having a ton of fun, you know, breaking some stuff down on Twitter. And then, of course, you know, translating it over to the pod and then some, you know, adding some extra stuff on the pod as well. Um, we got a lot to go over today. We have a few games that I want to cover. Um, I kind of want to, you know, t- change my approach a little bit. One thing about me is I'm always changing, you know, ways. I'm always, you know, trying to th- think of new ways to do things. And instead of, you know, just breaking down every single little game, um, you know, little by little, I kind of want to, you know, shorten it up, you know, just kind of take away the main points from each game. Um, I just kinda, you know, wanna just shorten it up, cause last episode was really long-winded. It was about half an hour. And I, after the, after I got finished, I had a fat headache. So I'm gonna kinda shorten it up as best as I can here. Um, with that being said, um, let's get right into it. Like I said, we're just gonna break down, you know, the, you know, what really stuck out to me. Because, you know, I do, I take notes on a Google Doc every single game. And even though I do take notes, it's kind of hard for me to remember every single little detail. You know, let's say like a game happens, you know, Monday, and then I don't talk about it until a week later, exactly. Um, it's kind of, you know, hard to remember, you know, all the little things that happen because a lot of the stuff I do say is stuff that I remember. You know, sometimes I could say something, it may not be as accurate, but when I'm, you know, recording the pod, I want to give the most accurate information, the, of, you know, as most accurate information as I can. Um, and... I'm going to start taking better notes as well, hopefully, you know, during the games, if I really feel like it. But like I said, I'm more trying to watch it as a fan, but also, like, I look at it, you know, in a way where I kind of want to, like, break it down as well. Not just, you know, from a fan's perspective, but more from, like, a, I don't know, like a, I don't know. I just want to, like, give it a more, like, in-depth look at everything, you know. Um, You know, when I make these pods, that's what I, you know, try to aim for. Anyways, um, let's get right into it. Um, we're gonna start off a little bit with the Rockets game. Um, one thing I really found interesting was the Terrence, Amir, Norman Powell, Roko, and Batum, um, lineup. Um, I have some stats for that lineup. I thought it was really interesting. Um, that small ball lineup, it's like a, it's not exactly small ball, uh, cause our shortest guy is Terrence, or no, Norman, who's 6'4, 6'5, or whatever you wanna call it. I don't even know how tall Norman is, but he was the smallest guy on the floor at 6-4. Everyone else was above 6-6 six, because six, we had Terrence, Amir, Rocco, and Batum. Everyone's above 6-6 six, six out there except for Norm. Terrence was playing point guard in this lineup, and it looked really, really good. Point Terrence is something I've always really, really enjoyed. It just kind of gives us more size at the point guard position. He has more than enough ability to handle the ball. Even Amir, man, even Amir Coffee last season, you know, getting all those minutes has shown, you know, p- good playmaking chops, and I've never... Understood why he hasn't gotten more point guard minutes. Obviously, you know, we have Reggie, John Wall, but always have one of them on the floor at all times, which I solely disagree with, but we'll get into that later. But th- this lineup was really interesting to me just because it wasn't too small, wasn't gigantic, but it was like, it was a good wing stop lineup. That's what, you know, Clipper Nation calls, you know, the Clippers wing stop. And after seeing so many games this season where we've always had a little point guard out there, or even both of them, I'm talking about Reggie and John on the floor at the same time and i'll I'll give it to them when they've been together they've been really really good but most of the time it's always been one of them because they always come in and out for each other and like i said we're going to talk about them being a pairing in a minute here but not having either of them on the floor um was a different look and it was really really interesting i i actually really enjoyed it this lineup um played 30 30 this lineup played one game it was in houston 11 minutes together 11 and a half minutes together they had a 57.5 net rating, um, if you want to get into more details. 137.5 offensive rating and an 80 defensive rating. Granted, this is the Rockets, so their offense is terrible. These guys are all young. They're terrible. Jalen Green is getting a lot better, though. I'll give it to him. I really like Jalen Green. Um, he went to high school really, really close to where I live, so I got a lot of respect for him. Um, they shot 9-16. to Um 4-9 from 3, so 56-44 splits. Um, they shot 16 free throws as well. Um, these guys were active, both ends. They got uh, some uh, steals right when they got in as well. I think the first two possessions they were in together, um, they had two steals straight. Um, and I'm pretty sure it was a second quarter run that these guys had. Um, Well, I think it might have been two different since I can't remember. See, this is the type of stuff I'm talking about. I can't remember exactly, you know, if it was all one stint, it wasn't all one stint. I don't think, no, there's no way a single lineup would play um, 11 minutes straight together. That's not how um, anyone operates, any coach operates. But <clears throat> anyways, excuse me. Um, I think the first stint was with, was the stint that was really, really good. And then the second stint, not as much. But these guys played really, really well together for the most part. Um, and it's a lineup I want to see a little bit more of going forward. You know, if guys like Reggie and John. Uh, aren't playing well, which has been the case for most of the season But I'm gonna give both of these guys their flowers for their play recently because they've both been you know Decent at least Reggie at least John Wall obviously had 15 assists, but the game before that we're not gonna let that slide The game before was a, a god-awful game, but we're gonna talk about that in a little bit um There's something to the Dallas game Uh Luke Kennard unfortunately hurt. He's still out to this day. Um, I think it's probably about five days ago. Um, it was right at the beginning of the game, too. He got um, pulled his calf or whatever. And, you know, you want to re- fully rest that because that's something that could linger. Um, that's exactly what we don't need. Um, so hopefully Luke is okay. I um, mean, he's, uh, you know, on the road to recovery, of course. Uh, I'm not sure how, what the timetable is, uh, but he's being listed out a full day in advance, um, for the past week or so. So, um, hope it's probably going to be another week, maybe a week and a half, two weeks if I had to put a number on it. Um, but hopefully sooner than later, and hopefully, you know, he rests up. Uh, but he's been really, really good this season. Um, let's jump into a little bit more into that Dallas game. Uh, Reggie and John Walk get the start in the second half uh, for the injured Luke Kennard. Um, and the Clippers came back from 25 down and almost won. They went on a 28-7 to run um, with Reggie and Wall in there. Um, Paul George, again, another terrible performance. Um, Ten turnovers. Um, I saw a lot of shit on the timeline. It's talking about, you know, he's tired. He, he played the entire second half. I'll give him some credit. I'll cut him some slack. Playing the whole second half of a NBA basketball game is not easy. Obviously, I cannot speak from experience, but even playing in any second half, any, any league you ever play in, playing in the second half the entire way is not easy. It doesn't matter how well conditioned you are. It gets tiring. Um, but the passes he was making, man. Oh my gosh. It's, I get, like, a decision-making. Your decision-making gets f- affected by fatigue. But these were simple chess passes that he was literally just throwing behind. Like, there was one time he caught the ball on the right wing. He was throwing it back to John Wall. He threw it, like, six feet behind him. Like, that's the type of shit that, like, just makes you go, what the fuck? Like, what are you doing? That's not a fatigue thing. That's just, like, a whole, like, mental thing. Um, it's just simple basketball, man. Like, you get a catch. You know, nothing's there. You give it back to the guy up top. Move around. Do whatever the fuck you need to do. But... Blaming fatigue on that, like, that's what some of the fans were doing after the game. Uh, I don't, I don't rock with that. That's simple, simple basketball. Doesn't matter how tired you are, make the fucking pass. It's that simple. Um, 10 over, 10 turnovers is ridiculous. Um, for any NBA player, I mean, anyone should be getting, you know, slandered after that type of shit. Um, the Clippers almost completed the comeback. Nico Batum missed the free throw. Um, you know to you know try to force an offensive rebound and Rocco dropped the ball it was right in his hands and that's another thing I want to talk about when you insert guys who haven't played the entire game you know expecting them to you know make a big play it's really really hard man it's it's so hard and like you know I get like the ball is like slipping out of his hands but like when you're coming in you know first time in the entire game I'm not sure if Rocco played all that much in the uh game let me actually look it up um, let me see. Roko played five minutes in that game. Um, It might have been the final five. I can't remember exactly, but he, I, I'm pretty sure he had just checked in and he tried to get the offensive rebound. And it just slipped out of his hand. Um, It, it was unfortunate because the B- B- Batum missed the free throw perfectly. Like, it was all part of the plan, you know, try to get an offensive rebound. He missed it perfectly. It, like, hit the right side of the rim or something and, it, like, just bounced down, like, nicely right into Rocco's hands, but it slipped. It's all good. Uh, Clippers almost, you know, the comeback Clippers made an appearance and almost completed it, but unfortunately they did not. Uh, on to the next. It's all good. I actually kind of wanted to, you know, uh, talk about this real quick um, from the, uh, I listened to JJ Reddick's podcast, the old man of three. It's a really good listen. They have a lot of great guests on. Um, it's just a really fun listen. Um Bones Highland was recently on. Um, Bones has really become one of my favorite players to watch. That man is electric. Uh, it's really, like, he reminds me a lot of myself because he's really, really skinny, but he's such a good shooter, and he's just so crafty. He just kind of, it kind of reminds me, of like, how I was when I was, like, in high school when I was younger. Uh, I tried to be, like, as crafty as I can. He His game just looks a lot like mine. Obviously, I'm, um... Not as shifty. He's one of the shiftiest guys in the league. I'm not shifty like that, but he just reminds me a lot of myself. Um, And, you know, that's really inspiring to see, you know, someone with like my body type in the league, like really, really skinny, not as tall. Um, It's just super inspiring, you know, guys like that making an impact, that much of an impact. He actually had a career high yesterday. He had a, I want to say 28 points yesterday against Dallas and a big win for the Nuggets. It was a really good game. Um, But yeah, Bones said, on the podcast that um, the Clippers called his agent and said they were going to draft him. Um, 25th is when the Clippers selected, but they traded up for Keon Johnson. Um, the Clippers drafted Quentin Grimes at 25, and they traded him to New York for Keon. And a Bones went 26th right after the Clippers. And when I heard that, I was at work listening to the podcast. I stopped what I was doing. I was i was so disappointed man i was so sad i wanted like bones was on my radar like for the longest time dude i was really really hoping he would be a clipper um but it didn't happen unfortunately um but he's balling out in denver and you know denver you know choosing him and michael porter jr it just really sucks because those both those guys are really good Granted, MPJ has had that lingering back thing. I'm not entirely sure, you know, what the status is on that. But it, MPJ is good, man. He's good. But a lot better than Jerome Robinson <laughs> ever turned out to be. It's crazy that, like, Jerome is already out of the league, man. He's I don't think he's ever going to come back. It's crazy. Like, obviously, that draft pick for Jerome was a swing in itself. But that was such – that was the biggest miss, man. <laughs> that was – the Clippers have had a lot of misses in the draft. And uh, Jerome was added to that very long list, unfortunately. Um, but hey, I think they, they drafted pretty good with that, uh, Shea Gildress Alexander guy who's, uh, who's doing pretty good, if I, uh, if I remember correctly. That guy is, uh, he's definitely pretty good. Anyways, um, I miss you, Shay, Please come back. Um, yeah, I just wanted to touch on that Bones quote real quick. It was, uh, pretty, pretty sad to see. Um, actually, I tweeted on it, about it on Twitter and, uh, got a lot of quote tweets. Uh, a lot of Clipper fans were very upset with me. Um, and it, um... Just got a report on Twitter. Paul George is out tonight with a right hamstring tendon strain. Um, We're getting my raw reaction to this. Um, okay. Mm-hmm, hold on, let me think about this. What, uh, what do I want to say about this? Okay. I, I did not know the hamstring was a tendon. Is that, is, that a, is that a crazy thing to say? I thought it was a muscle. Anyways, Paul George is out. Versus the Jazz with the right hamstring tendon strain, um, and you know that's just the Clipper way, man. That's just the that's just how the Clippers roll. Because um, right when we get our best player back, our second best player falls, and he's gonna be out for uh, god knows how long. And it was reported that he was he said that he was planning on playing on Monday, which you know take that with a grain of salt from the Clippers, but. Anyways, uh, Paul George out tonight with his, versus the Jazz, and obviously you guys aren't going to hear this um, for the next week. But uh, yeah, Paul George is out, and hopefully he's back by the time this podcast comes out. But we'll see. Um, let's move it to the uh, Kawhi return game. He's back versus the Pistons. Upgraded um, to questionable, uh, being out previously. Um, ended up playing. Looked really, really rusty. That's what I expected. Looked really, really rusty in that game. But, you know, just being super passive, but his gravity is legit. Obviously, you know, him being one of the best players in the league. You know, when he, he was the best playoff performer until we got hurt um, in that 2021 playoff run. He was just, he was killing it. Um, but he was just rusty, you know. Didn't get enough lift on his jumpers. Missed a lot short. Um, but uh, I kind of take it, you know, don't take it too... Uh, hard. Um he looked great physically. Um he played uh how many minutes did he play? Um how many minutes did that man play? Early twenties, I believe I think it's 24 25 minutes. Hey 25 minutes, that's a season high. Uh six points, five rebounds, four assists. Um, you know, just kinda you know getting the swing of things. Um his fourth quarter was pretty encouraging. Um oh the shit was that the that might have been the Spurs game. Um, yeah, it might've been the Spurs game, but anyways, Kawhi has just been, he's looked better, um, you know, as in the two games that he's played, um, you know, he's going to, you know, go at his own pace, which is completely understandable. That's what he does. Um, you know, working his way back from any injury, you see this stuff like in the preseason because this guy does not play five five in the offseason. He comes into the preseason, just passive as fuck um Even in like the early in the early season, he like gets he turns it on. But like this is kind of what it, it kind of reminds me of. You know, ob- obviously you know an injury coming back from injury is different. But he's going to come back kind of slow. You know, because that's just what he does. You know, you know when he comes back from any sort of like absence or whatever, like the absence of the offseason, he goes to the preseason. You know, just kind of you know slowly chugging along. Coming back from injury, slowly chugging along. Then he kind of ramps his way back up. That's how I kind of see it. Um And it's 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 fine. Uh, hopefully it works out. Hopefully he stays healthy. Um, I imagine, I imagine he'd never play back to back ever again. And I'm kind of okay with that. I'm not going to lie. Um, you know, he played back to backs, you know, in that 2020, 2021 season, um, towards like the second half of the season, I believe, I think he started playing back to backs and he looked completely fine. Obviously, you know, I'm not going to blame the ACL injury on that type of stuff. Cause that's just a freak accident. Unfortunately, an unfortunate hip check from a piece of shit um joe ingles but it is what it is um you know kind of really messed up the clippers chances set a title run obviously you know losing their best player to one of the worst injuries in sports but anyways we're back now uh Kawhi's back and he looks healthy that's the only thing that you know you really got to look at is, is he healthy and he looks healthy to me um which is uh great um john Wall' deficiency game worst game of the season four turnovers in seven minutes um, I believe that was all in his first shift. What a, just terrible, just terrible, just terrible. Um, Reggie had a pretty good game, and I'll get him his, I'll cut him, uh, cut him. I'll give him his flowers. He's been really, really good these past 10 or so games. Um, I wonder if I could actually pull up, I want to pull up Reggie's numbers from the last 10 games real quick, because he's been really, really good. Um... Uh, last 10 games Reggie Jackson let's get it oh that's for last 10 game Reggie Jackson his last 10 games is averaging 13 point3 points um 2.4 rebounds four assists two turnovers on 52 he's shooting he's 50 40 90 his last 10 games guys he's I think he's starting to finally come around and I want to give some credit um, to him, man. He's been really, really good um, after a horrendous start to the season. Honestly, every single Clippers guard outside of Luke Kennard was horrendous to start the season. Um, maybe John Wall, not so much in those first few games, um, but every single other guard, like Reggie was terrible. Uh, Paul George, up and down, or if you want to call him a guard, shooting guard, small forward, whatever. Norman Powell, atrocious. John Wall, terrible. Um... Luke Kennard was the only guard that was, you know Getting good minutes and was looking really, really good But yeah, Reggie Jackson last 10 games Has been spectacular And um, I want to give him his credit Like like I said, give him credit where credit's due And, you know Shout out to Reggie, man, shout out to Reggie You know, finally coming into his own uh, Four attempts from three, uh, 43% um, He just looked a lot more calm Less isolations, which is great um, Reggie isolations, you know Just kill me every single time But man John Wall, John Wall, ladies and gentlemen, in that Pistons game was terrible. Um, He didn't really get much of a look in the second half, if I remember correctly, but uh, rightfully so. He was terrible. Uh, Reggie Jackson, like I said, shout out to him. Um, Let's jump into this final game against the Spurs. The best claim, claim, the best game of the Clippers season. Really, really looked like the Clippers from two years ago. I, you know, I forgot how good of a passer Kawhi was. That's what I want to start off by saying about that game. Um... Kawhi's passing was incredible to start off the game and it really set the tone with the ball movement. He was drawing four people every single time and I think that's what's such a great thing about Kawhi. That's why the Clippers' offense has been so good. You know, not last season, but the season before. The two seasons before, um, the Clippers' offense was really, really good because Kawhi's ability, you know, to draw four people every time he's in the paint, kick it out, and then swing it around and then it was an open shooter every single time. Terrence man making threes. Um, Kawhi was just looking like himself out there, man. Uh, with PG, no, uh, no Paul George in that second half and obviously he's not going to be playing um, against the Jazz which sucks, but John Mo had nine assists in the first six minutes of the game finished with 15 first Clippers since Chris Paul um, In 2017, I think Chris Paul did it is what it, uh, the stat said But uh, Paul George was cooking in that first half with 18 uh, the Clippers had 16 three-point attempts in the first half, which is uh, finally, you know something really really good um the Clippers have not been taking a lot of threes the past two seasons um because their offense the past two years has not been good and this game against the Spurs was a great gigantic step in the right direction Clippers put up 119 points in that game um which was really really encouraging that i pretty that has to be a season high Norman Powell had 26 he's finally coming around it's nice because everyone looks like they're finally coming around at the same time kind of started off with Reggie Terrence making threes. Nico had that 7-for-7 seven seven game against Dallas. Um, you know, Norman Powell has been coming into his own recently. All these guys are kind of finding their roles at the same time. And if that continues, this team is going to be scary. It's that simple. Like, because with the guard play, the Clippers had the worst, like, guard rotation. The first, like, few, like 15... and eh, like, first, like, 12 games. Oh, voice crack. First, like, 12 games of the season, guards were terrible. Only thing you could say is these guys... And past seasons have been good. You just need them to be not terrible. That's the only really, like, suggestion that you really need, needed from them. But I think that's going to do it for me, guys. I'm going to be tuning into this Jazz game in a little bit. I'm pretty hyped for that game. It sucks that Paul George isn't playing. But hopefully, you know, we can take down, you know, superstar Lowry Markkinen, um and company. Um, but that's going to do it for me, guys. Thank you guys for tuning in. If you guys want to follow me on Twitter, it is at Trey Lac underscore. That is T-R-E-Y-L-A-C underscore. And I will see you all in the next one. Peace.